Welcome to the Sean Stevenson Show. I'm Sean Stevenson, your host and professional speaking guide. You have a message to share, and I can teach you how to get it to millions. The Sean Stevenson Show, the best resource for building a lucrative speaking business and a fulfilling life. Enjoy the show. Hello, my friend. Hope you're doing well. Let's get into it. This segment is called Behind Closed Doors. I want to talk to you about something that I've done behind closed doors that's the best thing I've done in my career. This one thing has made me well over millions of dollars in the 23 years that I've been speaking. It's led me to some of the best moments. It's filled my life with fulfillment beyond what I could ever imagine. And that one thing is picking really good mentors. Look, I didn't get here in in my success, in my career, reaching hundreds of millions of people, 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 really good money, traveling the world, getting to experience luxury beyond most people's imagination because I did it alone. No, I had to pick really good mentors. And in this episode and in this segment, I want to talk to you about how did I do that? And how can you do that? Well, first of all, I had to figure out who is in the industry that I really admire. And not just in the speaking industry, but lots of different industries. Because I don't think you want just a mentor in the exact thing that you want to do. You can have mentors in many different areas of life. Because they're all going to add up to help you in your career. But certainly, you're going to want mentors in business and speaking. So what I had to do is I had to comb the field, do some R&D, spend some time figuring out who are some industry leaders that, well, that embodied the kind of values that I embody already. You know, because you don't just want to go pick somebody because they're successful, because maybe they're a shysty asshole. (laughs) Maybe they aren't a good person. Maybe they steal or cheat or lie their way to the top. And, well, for me, that doesn't work. I'd rather have somebody that has the values that are in alignment with me. Somebody who has the energetic imprint and the, the consciousness of the footprints they leave, that's the kind of person that I wanted to go find. And I have been blessed to work with some of the best people in multiple different industries. And here's what I did. Once I figured out who they are, then I figured out how could I bring them value. And I wasn't committed to bringing them value only if they brought me value in return. I knew that there's a lot of people that I was going to go try to court as my mentor that weren't going to pay any attention to me in the long run, and maybe nothing would pan out. And I got to tell you, there's a lot of people that I tried to get to be my mentor that weren't having it. And it's not sexy to say this, but many mentors passed on me because either they didn't see the value, they didn't have the time, they weren't interested, it wasn't a good fit, for whatever reason. And I had to be okay with that. You're not going to get every person you want to mentor you to get behind your desire. Some people are going to only help you in a little bit. Some people are going to help you a lot. And some people aren't going to help you at all. 
And you need to be okay with that. But what I would do is I would find these people. And then it was a long courting process. I looked at the long game. And I figured out how can I do two things. One, bring them value that matters to them. And then the other thing is, how can I do something or live a life that is so compelling and exciting that they can't look away? How can I get into the line of sight, into their vision, into their field of awareness that they go, holy cow, who's this guy? What's he all about? How can I get to know him? So that instead of trying to force my way into their life. Instead, I put myself into their airspace. I tried to create amazing experiences that they couldn't look away from. And then I saw whether or not it was going to work out, whether or not my idea worked, whether or not it clicked. Sometimes it did, sometimes it didn't. Sometimes it lasted for a little bit, but in the long run, it wasn't a good fit. You can't expect just because you bring somebody value and you do something amazing to get their attention that they're going to be on board. They still might not pick you as an apprentice. And let's be real. Some mentors are only looking for money and you need to be okay with that. If you huff and puff and say, it's not fair, they won't pay attention to me unless I pay them. You got to figure out what's going on in their life. They have a million things. They are super successful. They climb to the top of the mountain that you're just starting. And to them, maybe money is the only thing that convinces them that you're serious. And you need to be okay with that. There are some mentors that only pay attention to me because I joined their group. I paid for them to coach me. I bought their expensive courses. And I'm okay with that. You won't go far in life if you feel you should get everything for free. You need to know that some people, money is what's going to matter. But to other people, money isn't going to make it on their radar. Maybe it's bringing value to their children, or their spouse, or their brother-in-law, or their friend that's suffering. Look, I have one mentor who I told him, I said, whatever you need when it comes to coaching or therapy for yourself or somebody you care about, know that you can call me anytime, day or night, and I will drop everything for you or that person. And guess what? They've taken me up on that multiple times. I've gotten the call where I've had to step out of meetings. I've gotten up out of bed late at night and counseled either them or somebody they cared about. And you know what? That was worth more to them than any amount of money I could have paid them. But you got to figure out, what's your value to them? Not what value do you have, but what's your value to them? I've learned from some of my mentors that you need to become an investigator. You need to become really curious. And even my mentors do this. You know, people that make millions have mentors that make hundreds of millions. And they got to figure out, how do they get the attention of people making hundreds of millions? And then the mentors that I have that make hundreds of millions, they got to figure out how to get the attention of the billionaires. And so what do they need to grab their attention? It's a food chain. And you have to figure out, not what's your value, but what's your value to them? And you can't be ornery or negative if you bring somebody value and they don't see it. 
You just have to know, hey, it's going to land where it's going to land. Sometimes you might have one person that you do two dozen things, 24 different things, and they maybe never pan out. And another potential mentor, you do three really nice things, and they seek such joy out of having you in their life that they go on to help you tremendously. So, figure out. What value can you bring to that mentor? The next thing is, there's this other component most people don't talk about, and that is mentors like to have testimonials. They love to have examples of where their work or their ideas or their intellectual property is having an impact on others. So sometimes mentors are looking for testimonials. They're looking for you to take and apply their learnings and go get a bunch of success so that they can tout your success as a part of their process. So what can you do to make your story super valuable because of what you learned from them? How can you be a great testament to your mentor? What can you do? What money can you go make with their system? What impact could you make in this world because of what they've taught you? How can you be an incredible student so that your testimonial, your endorsement of them is so powerful they can't look away and they can't wait to talk about it? I've done this, you know, with one of my mentors, Tony Robbins. When I was really young, he taught me about alkalinity and getting your body alkalized by eating the right foods and exercising. And I turned my health condition around. And he talked for a good 10 years about my story. He was super grateful to be able to mention me from stage. And it bonded us together for quite some time. Another mentor of mine, Joe Polish, I went out and made a bunch of money using his marketing and business techniques, and he's gone out and touted my success and shared how I've reached hundreds of millions of people because of his lessons. Look, you want to make a big impact and get the attention of mentors that are doing great things? Become an incredible student of their material. Another thing you're going to need to do is you're going to need to trust these mentors and don't fight them on the things they tell you to go do. I've seen this happen a lot, where a student will go to a teacher and say, what should I do? And they turn into an ask hole. What should I do? So the teacher tells them what to do, and they don't do it. And then they come back. What should I do? And the teacher goes and tells them again what to do, but they don't do it. And the teacher you know, finally gets set, fed up, and the mentor goes, you're done. They're done teaching the student. Get out of my life. Because no mentor, no teacher wants an asshole in their life. When a mentor tells you to do something, go do it. And don't go talk to them again until you've made progress on what they told you to do. I've had students who become assholes. And let me tell you, it's not fun to work with them. I've had to cut them out either slowly over time or harshly by ripping the band-aid off and saying, you know what, you're not going to do a damn thing with what I'm telling you. I'm done giving you advice. Good luck. And I might sound harsh, and I might be mean, but at the end of the day, some people just need to hear the truth. They need to hear that they're not taking action on what they know. Mentors 
love seeing people taking action on what they tell them to go do. Another thing that I do to create incredible bonds with my mentors is I'm constantly singing their praises. And I'm thinking about how can I bring them more value? How can I help them get more of what they want in their life? See, you can't look away from this one principle, this thing called drafting. It's a law of physics that when a little car gets behind a big semi on the highway, <laughs> the aerodynamics of the of the truck pull the car forward and it actually makes better gas mileage on the car that is right behind the truck. Same thing in success. You need to figure out who has what you want and how can you help them get more of it because the law of drafting will pull you into your future. It's like when you look at a water fountain and the spout is, it's just filled with water pushing the other water up higher. If you want to succeed, you got to find people above you and push them up higher. And by law of physics, they will pull you with you. And if they don't, then you better go find other mentors. But the law works. If you help people get more of what they want and you get the right mentor that sees your value and is able to help you and give you time and energy, they're going to pull you up the ladder. So... Figure out who do you admire that you want to mentor you. Go figure out a group of those people because you can't, in my opinion, succeed with just one mentor. You're going to need mentors in your health, your wealth, and your relationships, your mind, your body, your spirit. I've had at times as many as 21 different mentors. Some mentors didn't ever do anything for me, but just being in their airspace and watching how they handled problems, and seeing how they were under pressure, and how did they move, and how did they breathe. Just watching them was of value. See, that's what you need to see, is having a mentor isn't just because they make you or they give you opportunities. It's because they show you how to live life. It's they show you how to handle challenges, and they give you insights, and they help give you turn-by-turn directions both what they tell you and what they show you. In our next segment, I call I've Been Thinking. I've been thinking if you're craving productivity, then you need to get your head right. See, when I've not been productive and I sit down in front of a computer screen to go to type out an article or write a chapter of a book or get in front of a microphone like this to record a podcast and nothing comes out, it's usually because my head's not right. It's because I haven't done a good job of taking care of me. And that's why I want you to know, if you want productivity, go get your head right. If you have to go to church, talk to a therapist, if you need to go out and be in nature, be with nature, get your head right to make shit happen. And if that doesn't work, sometimes you just need to sit down and push. You have to sit down and figure a way to write down one word, and then two words, and then three words, and then it becomes a paragraph, and then two paragraphs. Sometimes you have to put your butt 
in the spot where productivity happens. It's a balance of getting your head right and also pushing on yourself. Just putting your your butt where your heart wants you to be, taking action. You know, I love learning from people like Stephen King. He wrote a great book called On Writing. I really recommend it. And in this book, he talks to you about how he's built his career, how he puts together stories that have become bestsellers. I mean, he is by far one of the best-selling authors of all time. But did you know he writes every single day, even on holidays, even on his birthday? He sits in front of the computer and bangs out something every single day. Every legend that you can think of had their heart in the position where they got shit done. You need to put your butt where your heart wants to be. It's so true. That quote, put your butt where your heart wants to be, it's not mine. I learned about it from uh, another author. His name escapes me. But it's so true. You need to go do the things that your heart wants you to do. Put yourself in a position where you are working toward what you want. Because if you keep talking about it, you know what? I find that when I'm telling people, oh yeah, I'm working on my book. I'm working on my podcast. You know what's going on, really? I'm not doing a damn thing. (laughs) This is why you will be most successful when you just put your butt where your heart wants to be. Get yourself in a position where your head is right and you're taking action and you build up momentum. In my last segment, lucrative speaker tip, I want to clarify something about being a speaker. And that is, you get speaking engagements from a lot of different sources. You get it by networking with event coordinators, people that run events. You get it by doing mass mailers, doing print mail, doing email, uh, doing campaigns and launches. But One of the things that you're going to have to do is you're going to have to pick a platform that you're going to conquer. You're going to have to figure out what is that thing that you're going to conquer. There's a lot of social media platforms out there. So pick the one that suits your personality. If you like writing, then you might want to do a written blog. You might want to write a newsletter and post it out every week to your following. Develop a list and email your list. If you're a talker like me, then you should be putting together podcasts and promoting your podcasts everywhere you can. If you're a video person, maybe you need to be making a video a day and putting it out on social media platforms like YouTube or Facebook or Snapchat or any one of the new platforms that just popped up today. (laughs) Figure out what platform suits you. And don't feel bad that you're not doing everything. Because there will always be a new shiny object. The mistake I see a lot of newbie speakers do is they race around in a hundred different directions and they never conquer one thing. What is that one thing, that one platform you're going to crush it in? And what are you going to do to stick to it on a regular basis? Because consistency beats everything. 
You know, I put together these podcasts, and in this podcast, I always recommend people take action. And you know, if you've listened to my podcast, what that action is, and that is go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash lucrative speaker, because that's where I get to interact with you. That's where I get to build a connection to you, and that's the platform I've chosen to continue my message in your life. My friend, thank you so much for listening to the show. I look forward to seeing you on facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash lucrative speaker. Take care. Thanks for listening to this episode. Make sure and subscribe to The Sean Stevenson Show on iTunes and leave a review of the podcast. For more information and further conversation, head on over to our Facebook group, Lucrative Speaker. I'm Sean Stevenson, your professional speaking guide. I'll catch you next time on The Sean Stevenson Show. You've got a message. Let's get it to millions.